At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is primetime action on this President's Day Monday as we welcome you in from our South Point Sportsbook Studios here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Ben Wilson with you, filling in for Gil Alexander tonight. We've got the parlay man, Jeff Parles, filling in for one Matt Brown. And Jeff, we do have we do have one member of the normal team uh, here with us behind the glass, Kelly Bidlin. Big show for you today. Even though, look, you look at it on the surface, Jeff, it's not a huge slate, not the largest we've ever seen. However, good amount of college troops to talk about. Some NHL, who knew that President's Day, by the way, was a NHL quintuple header, but that is apparently the case. Uh, so we have that to talk about. We've also got big college hoops news that came out just a few minutes uh, before we come on the air with Juwan Howard suspended rest of the regular season. Five games, and hopefully that can end all of the <laughs> media kerfuffle that has gone on today because now uh, he's not getting fired, folks. He is, though, suspended, Jeff, uh, rest of the regular season. Yeah, and those remaining five regular season games are all doozies here for uh, for Michigan, Ben. Rutgers on Wednesday, I would anticipate that that is going to be a bet on Rutgers spot with the way they have been playing. Uh, Illinois on Saturday, yikes. Michigan State, maybe an opportunity to go with the Wolverines. Iowa, all these games at home, by the way, four straight home games, weird scheduling quirk, and then they end the season at the Buckeyes the last uh, Sunday of the regular season. But I, I think uh, in the end... This is probably right. The rest of the regular season for that open-handed punch that Howard threw yesterday uh, that connected with one of the Wisconsin assistant coaches, and I think five is about right. It, they, he didn't deserve to lose his job. He didn't deserve to get suspended for the rest of the year, period. I think five is more than enough. Man. Okay. Ken Palm, for what it's worth, has Michigan favored by four of their final remaining games, the exception being that road game uh, against Ohio State. So we can close the book on all the aftermath that happened yesterday with that brawl postgame between Michigan and Wisconsin. No Juwan Howard the next five games. Speaking, though, Jeff, of Ohio State, we do have them in action tonight as well as a number of top college basketball games about to tip off. One play for me tonight. And it's on the Ohio State Buckeyes, Jeff. I laid the six a little bit earlier today. This is going to close six and a half or seven as they are underway uh, in Columbus. Anything you've got pregame here? Well, first off, it's Ben Wilson against the VEASAN herd here tonight. Going against the herd. Going against the herd. I okay. like it on that. Um, all, both of my bets are coming at 8 o'clock Eastern, Ben. So uh, I, I have the... Indiana State Sycamores tonight. Let's go. Getting 11 against Sycamores. Drake. Uh, Drake is coming off. This is really just a fade of the spot here. Just a bad spot for Drake. Coming off a big upset win on the road against the best team in the Missouri Valley, Loyola, on Saturday. So, Indiana State stinks. 
So this is one of those, of those that could very easily go, go awry. You hold your nose. I took 11 with Indiana State, and then I got a good number with TCU. I laid four earlier today. That's mostly four and a half right now. It's still probably good at four and a half with TCU laying it at home against West Virginia, a West Virginia team that just isn't particularly good this year, Ben. I would say that's a that's a fair characterization of, of West Virginia. You had what forty one college basketball bets on Saturday alone, Ooh. Jeff. So you've been you've been you've been going at it. Come on, this is this is the best time of the year. Now we got the whole, we had we had roughly what a, a, a thousand games on Saturday. So uh, give or take, ended, yeah. ended up with uh, ended up with forty one twenty five fifteen and one. By the way, which. Uh, Good work. If anyone wants proof, I okay. can I can send you the list of everything with all the slips if you want. Right. But I, I think I even that would bore Kelly to tears if I happened to do that. Jeff Hoops Parles, let's go. Yeah, there we let's go. go. There we go. Coming after you, Peterson. I mean, we know uh, Kelly. We know that there's no NBA for the next few nights to bet on. So I've always long wondered what is a guy like the Midland Bidlin sweat when there is no NBA to sweat. Oh, that's like why this. I'm so happy to have you two here in studio because then I can just laugh at Jeff's bets the entire oh, great. There we go. I don't have anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. I, I, hope he, I hope he has 22 bets tonight on a slow Monday and uh, yeah, we can, we can, uh, I can just root against. Is Larry Bird suiting up tonight for Indiana State? I don't think so. <laughs> I, he's I, not eligible he, anymore? He's still waving to the crowd at whatever screen he was in front of yesterday. Remember, what was it? Uh, was it Ryan Odom, the lefty for Indiana State from like I want to say seven or eight years ago. Do you remember who I'm talking about? They were a 14 seed. Isn't Ryan Odom the current coach of Utah State? It, it was no. It was a different. Oh, Jake Odom. Jake Sorry. Odom. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. In, look, Indiana State minutia. I, I know I'm. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. 90. percent They of won the Missouri Valley. No what you're they were a 14 about, yeah. seed. I think they lost to Ohio State or somebody. It was a Cleveland regional. That's all I remember. Oh, we'll, there we go. We'll, we'll look it up. It's Wait, which year was that again? 2017, right? Uh, 14, I think. Okay, we're gonna Jeff, have to. We're, we're, we're on it right up. now. Jeff, that's, Chris that's Odom, defensive end for the Cowboys. Calgary Stampeders. <laughs> okay. Not that one? No, no, no. You're, you might be one or two players off there in the, in the lineage, Kelly. Uh, we, so we will keep tabs on all the big college hoops games that are going tonight. One NHL about to uh, get underway with the puck drop. There's only two left tonight. Uh, Jeff, you want to lay $4 on the Toronto Maple Leafs against the awful Montreal Canadiens tonight. That, that is your game with a puck drop here in uh, just a couple minutes. Kelly, you're the expert here on hockey. This is a pretty ginormous price that we really have only seen uh, in games involving West Coast teams against the Canadians or against the Coyotes so far this year, I have no interest in laying four and a quarter at any hockey game, Ben. So I'm a, I'm going to stay off a, of this one. The one interesting thing could be if we get a slow start here, maybe an in-game over, if this is just one of those games where the Maple Leafs are just peppering shot after shot on net and you could get a, a good hot start from uh, Montreal and Ned and then you could hop on an over in-game, that would be the only way I'd consider playing this. Canadians are only allowing uh, about four goals a game on average. Jeff. Is that good? Is that, I, don't, I don't know. Negative 83. Yeah, you know what, though, Ben? Recently, that front line has really been playing a lot better. I really like what they've got coming off the bench, you know, in that second rotation. And this is just an all-time rivalry game, so you got to look at the dog here, right? <laughs> I don't listen to me at all. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, there's the analysis right there we're looking for, Kelly. No, that was... That was great, Kelly. I, I was not expecting you to go so uh, so deep there. So, yeah, that, that's the type of uh, insight you get on this show. We have some great guests, though, coming up uh, later tonight. We're going to visit with Mitch Lawrence. His couple days of his uh, his brief NBA hiatus, uh, SiriusXM, talks about the NBA for them. We'll have uh, him visit with us here in about a half hour. Talk with our guy, Dallin Cuff. Maybe get some soccer talk as well with Dallin as we preview a big rest of the college hoops slate coming up in just over an hour. And then well, one of our, our favorite guests, Paul Carr, to talk Champions League because the 
uh, final four of the, uh, the the eight round of 16 matchups get underway tomorrow across the pond in Europe. So we've got, look, we got hockey, Jeff. We've got Champions League. Got a little college troops, a little bit of everything. Uh, that is what is coming up for you uh, on the slate today. Uh, you think about, though, uh, you know, we talk about our, our bets pre-flop. We talk about uh, the Juwan Howard developments from earlier today. But just before we go on the air, the other big development that really breaks over the weekend, our first chance to talk about it here on Primetime Action, is the big injury news coming out of the NBA, which we're going to go into a little further in depth uh, later on in the show. But, I mean, you, you have a guy in Chris Paul who is now going to be out six to eight weeks here with, uh, with this thumb injury injury and uh, interesting timing of it with uh, what do we have Jeff roughly six to eight weeks left in the regular season so this uh, this is a very precarious situation now for the front-running Phoenix Suns yeah I look I, I don't think it impacts the way we look at Phoenix until we get to the playoffs Ben they're so deep Devin Booker's still healthy I love the way that they play Ben and they have, they're six and a half games clear of Golden State right now. And that is just too big of a margin for Golden State to make up in the last two months of the season. I think Phoenix still gets the one seed. We saw last year, look at that playoff series against the Lakers. Chris Paul with that shoulder injury could barely put his shoulder above his head. And it still didn't matter. The Suns found a way to win that series. They're even better this year than they were a year ago. Look, if it takes us past the six to eight weeks, where Paul is still struggling to get into it by the second round of the playoffs, that would be the first moment of concern for me. But I expect Phoenix to still end up as the one seed. I expect them to roll through their first-round opponent, regardless of who it is. And then the question marks would be if Paul is not 100% by the second round of the playoffs. Because the series against Utah would be a little bit scary if you don't have Chris Paul Mm. 100% healthy. We do have updated Western Conference odds. We'll get to those here in about 10 minutes or so as we uh, get things started here on primetime action. Also some division odds, which now all of a sudden you talk about that gap. Mm -hmm. Uh, That becomes interesting as well. Some other divisional odds as we'll look at with no NBA here until Thursday. Uh, The other NBA news today... Who thought Goran Dragic would be in the news, Jeff? But huh. he is. Sides with the Nets for the rest of the season. So I was waiting to see where he was going to land. Hey, I, 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 I know, I know big you news were, today. Kelly. Well, 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 Kelly, here, here's the other thing now. The Lakers are such a joke at this point that we all thought uh, the common thought was, oh, Dragic is going to end up in L.A. as a Laker. Dragic goes to the Nets, which, by the way, I think is a great pickup by Brooklyn, yeah. helping their depth, which has been a problem this year. But the Lakers just are such a joke at this point that no one wants anything to do with that team. That was actually the biggest thing that came out of this for me is look, the Lakers now, any hope of them possibly going on a run and at least getting to that seven seed where it gets easier for them to win a play-in scenario – it's still going to be very difficult for them with the way everything's constructed now. Yeah, I think if you're if you're out there and you're like, what are these guys talking about? Why does Goran Dragic matter? We haven't heard his name all year. Well, he was part of that Kyle Lowry trade to Toronto, played the first five right. games of the season for Toronto, and then said, hey, I'm a little injured. I'm kind of banged up. I really don't feel like playing for you guys, so I'm going to sit out until you decide to trade me. So that's what happened until he got traded to San Antonio Spurs, where I'm sure he gave them the same sort of message. So they should them to the Nets. I, Jeff, I think you're totally right. This is a great pickup for the Nets. This does add depth to that backcourt. You get a guy who comes in that has great leadership experience in different spots around the NBA. Um, and yeah, chose the Nets over, you know, playing with his buddy Luka Doncic with the Mavericks where he was originally kind of linked to. Then it became the Lakers. So you can tell. I, I'm sure he's going to be feeling fine now and ready to play that he's on the Nets. So I think it's a good pickup. Adds depth, adds depth to that team. And uh, 
a quality player along the way. It's just crazy that we've now hit the point in the NBA where you can be a guy like Goran Dragic, who is a mid-level point guard at the age of 35, choosing where he's going to play. We talk about this with James Harden, Kevin Durant, guys like that. Goran Dragic literally sat out the whole year until he got to a spot yeah. where he wanted to play. It's a player's Great. league now. Not quite uh, Steven Jackson and it, under Scott Skiles, where he would not—he was not allowed to wear a headband, forcing his way out and getting traded for sixty cents on the dollar. Not quite that, Jeff, but you know, it's a new era of player player empowerment. That's but, for sure. By the way, to put a bow on what we discussed before, Indiana State's tournament appearance, twenty eleven, was in Cleveland, lost to Syracuse as a fourteen seed. I was. I know. I, was everyone, the, I know everyone was waiting for that with baited. I was in the. I was kind of in the vicinity. <laughs> I was like one for four. You got the reference. Connecticut championship right. I, okay, thank you. Yeah. See, I got that. All right, we're just getting started. Prime time action. We'll discuss those updated Western Conference odds as well as some divisional odds in the NBA on the other side here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VSIN.com slash podcast and get coast to coast hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games on the upcoming schedule to find betting opportunities. There's also Beating the Book with Get Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. As we're just underway, getting started on a Monday night primetime action here with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson filling in for uh, Gil and Matt. We do have Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. No, uh, no plays for you, Kelly, uh, tonight? No, nothing, nothing. I mean, it is an uh, NBA dead night. Yeah, so. no, no NBA. I, I'm pretty, pretty strictly just NBA golf and NFL these days. That's, that's okay. really, hey, I'm just, I, I'm a believer in you got to be able to put the time in there to, 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 to do this well and, I don't have that much time in my life, man. Come on. I understand. I understand. But hey, we're, we, you know, this is where I can use producing this show to my benefit, right? So you might notice there's two guys on tonight that are going to be uh, talking some Champions League. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be in the office working on the show tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> I need some D-Gen <laughs> soccer bets. So come on, Paul Carr. There's, there's nothing cuff. you like more, Kelly, than, uh, than oh, the I lo- afternoon I love a, soccer across the pond. Love a solid Premier League or Champions League afternoon game. Yeah, 
Intriguing uh, slate tomorrow, too. Uh, is it is an intriguing slate uh, tomorrow. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, as far as the games that are underway now, just a quick update on some of these other games that could be worth maybe eyeing. Uh, Jeff, you might be looking in-game on some of these. Penn State, Maryland, 15-9. Early is the Maryland lead. That, was, uh, that goes off Maryland laying three at home. North Carolina, early 16-14 lead on Louisville. Ends up, uh, it's, it's NC who lays nine and a half to close there. BC all over Kelly's alma mater, Florida State, 17-7. Uh, 13-28 to go in the first half there. Florida State closed there a, a one-and-a-half point favorite on the road. Georgia Tech early at the Dome, 12-7. Georgia Tech over Syracuse. Again, these are, games are all just tipped off at the top of the hour. Syracuse was laying eight-and-a-half there, so a couple of favorites who were down early. Uh, Indiana and Ohio State, it's Indiana 10, Ohio State 9. Remember, Buckeyes uh, minus seven. That closed most shops. I've got them in pocket there at six. And uh, really, the, the focus games we have coming later tonight, Jeff, you mentioned your uh, play on TCU, but as far as the uh, ranked games, there's Baylor, Shorthanded Baylor on the road in Stillwater taking on Oklahoma State. Uh, Baylor now up to, I'm seeing five at DraftKings in, in most of the market. And then Arizona State goes to UCLA tonight where UCLA is laying a big number, 13 and a half at a lot of shops. Uh, as you see some of the latest lines we've got via vcin.com. Yeah, this is not the greatest of spots for Baylor. Uh, I, I On my initial list, my, the process for me, Ben, is that when the overnights come out, I'll, I'll make a list together. And figure it out. Baylor, Oklahoma State did not make my list. I just don't trust the Cowboys to play uh, a tight enough game with Baylor to actually make the bet on the Cowboys. I don't think this is the greatest spot for Baylor going on the road with Kansas looming in Waco on Saturday uh, for for that one. And look, UCLA, Arizona State, we saw that triple overtime game in Tempe a few weeks ago where Arizona State stunned UCLA. I don't have a play on this. I think the number's about right. Uh, but I don't want to take with Arizona State. That's for sure. I don't I, want to take. I, I can take understand there. that sentiment. That's okay. I, look, my, like I mentioned, my only play here, we'll, we'll see what happens in this Ohio State-Indiana uh, game. My, look, my basis on this play, Jeff, especially when it was six earlier today, I, look, first time these two teams met, it was the second game for Ohio State off their long COVID pause. EJ Liddell was terrible. It was part of a five for 26 effort from the field over two games where he had just two of 10 threes. And this is an Ohio State team that's been top 10 in adjusted offense all season. Uh, season low, they lost that game handily 67-51 in Bloomington back on January 6th. Mike Woodson's Hoosiers, uh, as, as our buddy Wes Reynolds will, will tell anybody who will listen, Jeff, it has been a disaster here over the last few weeks. They've lost four straight. And while some might look to buy low, I know some around uh, here on, on our VEASAN airwaves today have endorsed that buy low spot in Indiana. Uh, to me, Jeff, a good, good spot to get back on the Ohio State wagon after that bad home loss to Iowa by double digits over the weekend. 6-0 and off a loss this season. And to me, it feels like a good matchup spot for EJ Liddell uh, to get back on track. I didn't touch this game. I thought at seven it would be a play on Indiana potentially. At six, I wouldn't want anything to do with it. Uh, Ohio State is just one of those teams, Ben. They're very talented. But there's something that seems to be missing that I can't quite pinpoint. And I feel like I'm saying that on a yearly basis at this point since Chris Holtman went from Indianapolis at Butler yeah. over to Columbus. I, I look, I maybe maybe Holtman kind of got by by that quote-unquote Butler magic that was still still there in Indianapolis after uh, Stevens left to go to Boston. So, uh, I, again, again, Ben, I'm, I, good luck to you. I did not have the fortitude I mean, to uh, hop in on this we game. We remember what happened last year to Chris Holtman's Ohio State-led Buckeyes. Uh, yeah, 
game that will go down uh, in infamy. I want to so circle back that. to something that, that Jeff, you said, you said real quick, and, and this would be a good segue into the NBA, but you, yeah. you're doing on overnights. So you're circling lines that you're going to look at the next day, seeing how they move, whether yes. due to injury, COVID news, whatever. So uh, did you used to play overnights? Rarely. There were some games that that the number would just seem so far off that I would have to hop in on the overnight. Mm -hmm. And I still have that every once in a while on on a few games. But now in the age of COVID where all of a sudden, uh uh-oh, someone wakes up with with, with COVID symptoms and I could be on on the either A, it could work in my favor and I have a great number if it's on the team I'm betting against, or B, I could be four points the wrong direction with a team and a bet I don't really want. So I really, at this point, I don't make, bets until pretty close to game time. And sometimes that means that I miss the best of the number and end up not betting that game because of it. Sometimes it works the same way. End up with an extra point, but, point and a half that way. That's but you, the have way to be, I look at you have to be okay with it because you don't want to get burnt, which is why you're doing it. You don't want to get burnt by COVID news or something like that. that I just bring it up because that we talked a little bit about it on the show last week, and that's the way I've been doing NBA this year. Mm-hmm. And it's the first year in a long time where I have not bet overnights in the NBA. I thought I was going to try to do that last year when COVID was still was it obviously a major issue. Um, I just couldn't get out of my routine for most of the year of doing overnights it burnt me a couple times and finally this year i've been pretty strict about it but it's been tough it's tough when you see an overnight number you really want to take a piece of nobody can blame you kelly for uh, for doing that when you think about the way things mm-hmm. things have been in the league this year and i mean you, you mentioned you know going back to the nba we, we remember what happened last year in the playoffs how it, it's funny how the suns they end up winning the western conference anyway but there was the the oh my god moment when you know chris paul goes on the covid list and in, in the in the heat of a huge playoff series and it, it you know goes back to i mean whether it's single games, futures, you, you just never know with this stuff. It, it, we have the field, though, Jeff, as we're, we're turning the corner, but, but now we get, uh, again, sometimes it's COVID like it was last year. Now it's another injury, and so for Phoenix and how this has changed the Western Conference odds, look, it's, it's now pretty much a coin flip between, even though Phoenix has that six-and-a-half game lead in the standings, still in a pretty good position to get the number one seed here. Warriors right behind plus 185. Jazz a distant third, and then everybody is a double digits here now in the West. You know, I, I think these numbers are I, – I think we're overreacting a little bit to the Chris Paul news in these future numbers because, again, it is six to eight weeks for reevaluation. So we could end up in a scenario where it ends up being more than six to eight weeks of him being out. But I really don't think that the Chris Paul injury will impact Phoenix in the playoffs until the second round. And the way that the Western Conference stacks up, that would be a matchup with Utah, which could be a little bit scary. We know how the Jazz are uh, – in the playoffs, though, Ben, you, we know that there are ways you can get Gobert to be totally unplayable like the Clippers did last year. And we've seen other teams do that in the past as well. I mean, well. the Lakers just did it last yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a team that, <laughs> that like that, that just too, happened yes. seven days so, ago. So, look, uh, I think this is a little bit of overreaction. I, I think Phoenix should be shorter than they are. And, and Golden State, even though you don't want to bet against Curry, and Clay Thompson looks like as close to his, himself as you possibly could think. But I, I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to see Phoenix come back uh, to only being five cents uh, five five cents shorter than Golden State at this point. It's just fascinating, though, from the – the Paul timeline here where we we've gotten so accustomed to him getting injured in the playoffs. I mean, it happens in 2015, 16, 18. Yeah. He's a couple year. months early on this I one. Mean, well, yeah. That's Kelly. That's my whole point here. <laughs> Each of the last 11 seasons, Chris Paul has started at least 58 regular season games, including this year. He started the first 58 games of the season 
this it's it's a different mindset now where yeah he's he's going to be uh, out here the rest of the regular season am i am i crazy kelly for thinking that this is actually uh, assuming the timeline holds and he's back for the start of the playoffs this could end up being a good thing for a guy who who plays such an important role for phoenix and has so many good pieces around him and a, and a coach who's likely going to win coach of the year this year yeah i mean look this is a team that last year probably i i mean a large reason they won it, they made it all the way to the nba finals and won the Western Conference is because of the depth that this team has. Now, I was just double-checking some injury news. These guys are getting really lucky with the timeline of Cameron Payne uh, and Landry Shamit, who have been out for the past couple weeks. And Cameron Payne's going to slide right back in. He's expected back after the All-Star break. I haven't seen a confirmed report on that of when he's going to play this week. But sounds like he'll be back. So he'll slide right into that that starting point guard role, one of the best backup point guards in the league already. You've got Aaron Holiday and Alfred Payton that you've brought in in the offseason, so you're still relatively deep at that position. Guard-wise, I think they're going to be okay. I'm with you, Jeff. I think that there's I don't think these line, the lines moved too, too much, but I'm really not sure they should have moved at all. They'll get Paul right back at the end of the regular season. Should be good to go for the playoffs. I don't think there's too much here to worry about. I'm with you on that, Kelly. And we will, a little bit later in the show, we'll get into some of the divisional odds. There is also the strength of schedule that we have to consider with these regular season divisional odds. And there's a, there's a number that plays pretty favorably for the Phoenix Suns. Up next, though, we'll continue the NBA discussion with our guy Mitch Lawrence from Sirius XM. He joins us on primetime action coming up next. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VSIN all access to everything we do from now through the college basketball championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming college hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. This deal only happens once a year, so do not miss out. Visit VSIN.com slash madness to sign up today. I already know, Jeff, that uh, Ohio State game is going to be a sweat. 17-15. I'm laying the six with the Buckeyes over Indiana. A lot of sweats from now until the start of March Madness. Uh, so we will, we will continue to keep you posted on those. However, let's continue our NBA discussion from last segment with the news of the weekend and on Chris Paul's injury news as well as some other topics around the association as we welcome, welcome in uh, the outstanding Mitch Lawrence. You hear him on Sirius XM NBA and Mad Dog Radio. You follow him on the Twitter machine at Mitch underscore Lawrence. I'm sure, Mitch, this is a, an interesting time for you. It's like three days with no basketball. Very weird for you. So thank you for joining us, giving us a midseason uh, perspective. And let's start right off with your thoughts on how this Chris Paul injury out six to eight weeks, most of the rest of the regular season, potentially the start of the playoffs will impact Phoenix and this Western Conference race in general. Hey, guys, good to be with you. Yeah, it could be a devastating blow for the Suns. I mean, you know, they're on pace to win 67-68 games, which would be a franchise record by far. And he's the leader. He's the guy who's really the irreplaceable part. I mean, if they, you know, you look at just teams who they can't afford to lose. He's the guy they can't afford to lose because he brings them so much. And I just don't know how Phoenix is going to be able to deal with this um, you know, he and Devin Booker make them one of the great clutch teams when it comes to late in game offense. And now you're not going to have him on the floor. So the team's going to load up on Booker. And they just don't have the answers in terms of backups to step forward to fill that void. So they have a nice, comfortable lead right now. But in the last 24 games of the year, your guess is as good as mine in terms of how they're going to survive without him. 
We'll see what Golden State does when they get Draymond Green back. It doesn't sound like anytime soon. Maybe Phoenix is able to hold him off, but you know, guys, just without Chris Paul, it knocks them down from a championship contender to a team that's really going to struggle to go deep in the playoffs. Mitch, uh, I was just about to ask you that that last thing that you touched on there because the way that this looks to break down, assuming Phoenix holds the one, is they're going to get a a mediocre team in that first round. Uh, I think they'll be be able to survive that, and really it would be a second-round matchup where this injury of Paul is unable to be at full strength would really uh, rear its ugly head then, potentially. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, in a a way, it's kind of like, Remember what happened last year in Phoenix in the playoffs? They played a bunch of teams, whether it was the Lakers, Denver, and the Clippers, and all those teams had misfortunes in terms of injuries. So when they played the Lakers, LeBron was compromised. Anthony Davis went down to a groin injury. They got past them. Not to say they didn't play well. That's a lot of help. And then they didn't have to play Jamal Murray in the second round. And obviously they didn't have to face Kawhi Leonard in the third round and getting to the finals for the first time since 93. And everything looked great, smooth sailing ahead when they went up 2-0. Then all of a sudden, Chris Paul suffered that ligament injury, so he was compromised. You know, he was all of a sudden committing these unforced turnovers, just losing the dribble. He knew something was wrong. And now to have it come back where Chris Paul is going to be out, like I said, this is the type of thing which Monty Williams and his assistants are going to be hard-pressed to replace a guy who gives him, you know, 15 points, 11 assists, but it's more than that. It's the leadership. It's constantly being in these guys' ears, making eight and booking better, booker better players. So, yeah, I just don't know how they're going to be able to survive long-term without him. Now, if he's out for six to eight weeks and he comes back, then we'll see. I mean, he should come back and we'll find out. But, boy, I'll tell you, it really upset the apple cart because it looks like they were steaming to their uh, you know, second straight con- uh, conference finals and beyond. Again, Mitch Lawrence joining us from SiriusXM, NBA, and Mad Dog Radio. You think about, Mitch, this impact on some of the other teams in the Western Conference. We showed the, those standings a moment ago, and you mentioned as well the, the job Monty Williams has done and, and the challenge that will present itself from here on. He is by far our a betting favorite, minus uh, 250 at uh, DraftKings right now to win Coach of the Year. A guy who would probably be, at least from the Western Conference teams, he's third right now, but would there's a, there's a case to be made. He could be a front runner were it not for the Monty Williams and J.B. Bickerstaffs of the world this year is what Taylor Jenkins and the Memphis Grizzlies have done. They're sitting here. We look at where they're at now coming out of the All-Star break. Third in the West, 41-19. and They're in a position where they have the 28th easiest strength of schedule going on, their final 22 games against a combined strength of schedule of about 470 opponent winning percentages. How far can you see this Memphis team going, and how sustainable is what the Grizzlies have been doing this year and what's been a complete resurgence for them? Yeah, I mean, great points. I mean, look, they're, they're definitely headed in the right direction. They've got a really nice young team around a budding superstar in John Moran. We saw what John Morant did last year in playing situations and getting to the first round against Utah where they won the first game, and then when Donovan Mitchell came back, they got swept. But you have to love the job that they've done, Taylor Jenkins and their front office. Tremendous work done in Memphis to retool that team. you got to love a guy like Desmond Bain who helps the case, Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, before you commit to, like, how far a team can go, you know, you have to really look at where teams are going to end up. Will they end up third? Will they end up second? Who are they going to draw in the first round? Who's that team going to be? It's all about matchups. But everything is pointing to Memphis, you know, getting out of the first round this year. I think that would be the expectations as opposed to what happened last year. And, you know, Jean Morant being a guy who's 
going to be in the MVP conversation. Probably won't win it this year, but he's going to get consideration, obviously, for being a guy who gets enough votes for maybe finish second or third. So, yeah, everything's looking up with Memphis. It's a great story. Now, Golden State, if Draymond Green is okay in terms of his back, and that's a big if, I expect them, if Phoenix can't respond, to win the West because they've got the veterans who've won the titles, like Curry, like Thompson, like Andre Iguodala. But listen, when, when Draymond Green told Sirius XM Radio the other day, Sirius NBA Radio, you know, it still looks like a couple, hopefully thinking about a couple of weeks, that to me sound like the alarm bells went off maybe another month, who knows. But unless they have Draymond Green, I just don't know if I can count on Golden State so deep in the playoffs. So it really kind of opens up things in the West, especially with the Chris Paul injury. Mitch, I want, I want to switch over to the Eastern Conference uh, Cleveland, where uh, where the entire NBA just descended on for an all-star weekend. The Cavs are still in fourth in the East. They're only two and a half games behind Miami. They've been one of the great stories of this year, too. Do you think they're going to hold up the rest of the way and avoid a play-in scenario and actually make it to the bracket outright? Oh, absolutely. I think they have a great chance with that Karis LeVert trade to solidify a top-four finish, which means they would obviously, as you know, host the first-round series. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to dip below. Now, look, listen, the last 20, 25 games, injuries happen. Uh, they can't afford to lose another guy like Darius Garland. They've already lost Colin Sexton. They've already lost Ricky Rubio. I know Rondo's there, but that's the last guy they can lose. No, I think they're set up really well for the future, especially, you know what, maybe LeBron James is right in making all these noises about going back to Cleveland where he said the door isn't closed on that. I know, I know you probably saw that. <laughs> so maybe he's, he's, he's hoping for that. It's amazing, LeBron. He does great at assembling all-star rosters, not regular season rosters with the Lakers. So he's probably looking to go to Cleveland, right, to end his career. But getting back to your point, no, I think Cleveland's in really good shape. The deal in the East is what are the Nets going to do now with Dragic, now also with Ben Simmons, uh, how they're going to be if the New York mandate in terms of vaccination is going to be lifted so Kyrie can become a full-time player. If not, they still have Dragic, which is a good addition, getting him in, a, in, a, in the buyout market. And then obviously the other team, Philadelphia. What is James Harden going to do with Joel Embiid? You know, the thing that James Harden has to do is he has to play really well and not screw up Joel Embiid's MVP candidacy because right now it looks like Joel Embiid will be an MVP for the first time. So there are a lot of teams to watch here in the second half starting with Brooklyn and Philly in the East. Uh, you are very much uh, right on that, Mitch. Again, give him a follow at Mitch underscore Lawrence. Serious XM NBA Mad Dog Radio. You hear him there. Always kind enough to give us some time here on VSIN and uh, primetime action. Mitch, we're lo- really looking forward to the second half of the season. Thank you so much uh, for the time and enjoy your, uh, I guess what, your two-day break here. It'll, it'll, it'll be uh, hopefully uh, refreshing for you before we dive back into the NBA. Yeah, Ben, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Talk to you later. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that, that is going to be fascinating because, too, like, it's like, Jeff, at what point do you start taking, like, the heat, the Bulls, seriously? Where we, we keep waiting for <laughs> we keep waiting for the Sixers, the Nets, the Bucks to start kicking it into full gear and injuries and other things off the court have, have factors there. But, I mean, here we are. There's only, what, 20, 23 or, or four games left. Heat in the Bulls, like they've they they still look good. They're thirty-eight and twenty-one each, top of the East. Chicago has the third hardest, or excuse me, the second hardest schedule remaining this year in the NBA. So it's going to be hard for them to hold up, at least at the top of the East. Kelly Bidlin's Miami Heat to me are legit. 
They can absolutely oh, they can absolutely come out of the Eastern Conference when this is all said and done, Ben. There's four teams I think this con- this conference is up for grabs. There's four teams 100%. that can win it. I don't think Chicago or Cleveland are one of them. I think once we get to the playoffs, we always see stars rise in the playoffs. I don't know that they're at that point uh, on either one of those teams that they're going to be able to t- compete with these other big shot teams in the East. But I, I, I think the Heat. Bucks, Nets, Sixers, depending on how th- things work out in Brooklyn and Philly with these new additions, I think all four of those teams are very live to win the East. Like I was saying earlier, we'll, we'll still go through some of our division odds in a little bit, but you, you said it, Jeff. Hardest strength of schedules down the stretch, Bucks one, Bulls two. That like that is a very interesting. Got a cent- shot if you have a Cavs ticket. The Central. I'm very fascinated. We're going to get into that later. The Central Division uh, Conference odds. However, on the other side, it's it's the moment we've all been waiting for. The Monday tradition here on Primetime Action. Fruit baskets. They're coming up next here on PTA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hit the court for your cut of the cash with the FX Snowfall Kingpin Challenge. Play free in two fantasy hoops contests and battle for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes while the fight for LA rages on during season five of FX's Snowfall. Head to DraftKings.com slash Snowfall now to get in on the action. Snowfall returns February 23rd. That is Wednesday on FX. Stream on Hulu. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. That uh, is quite the show, Jeff Parles, as is this segment. It is quite the segment as we get in to Fruit Baskets here Some on a President's Day Monday. are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. With the uh, aforementioned uh, Daniel Alvari, our, our voiceover artist for this. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Jeff, you are first. <laughs> I have a feeling I know where you're going to go here because, you, you, like I said earlier, 41 college basketball bets on Saturday, Jeff. I, have I, don't, to, we, I, I don't even know what school logo we're looking at here. Oh, come on. I know who c- this c- is. Come on. It's is the this running George Bullet. Washington? No, no, no. I, oh. did have, I, did, I did have a bet on GW also. Georgia Western? No, no. Come on. This is, is, the, run, this, this is the running Bulldogs of Gardner-Webb that were given a fruit oh. basket. Look, we got, look, when you have a day like I did on Saturday and you open up, the, open up not only just the regular – games you got to go to the extra board so i'm giving some love the teams that were on the extra board that got home for me over the weekend shout out gardner webb shout out to winthrop <laughs> shout out 
to LIU. Shout out to Albany, the Great Danes, one of the best mascots there is. So you went, all right, so running Bulldogs, your yes. second team. What, uh, Winthrop. Uh, Win- Just the Eagles. Eagles. Oh, Just the Eagles. That's, okay, Blackbirds. Not Long anymore. Island. They're the Sharks what? now. They merged. Wait. The two LI Brooklyn what? and LIU Post merged two years ago. They're now the Sharks. Me? The Blackbirds, yeah. Kelly, were one of my. T- that's, a cool, that's a cool nickname. But I don't, sharks. sharks is pretty cool. Yeah, too, I, there, there, Long there, Island. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Sharks in the Long Island okay. sound, Ben. I have called um, a, I called a Gardner Web game on opening night this year. There week. we they go. They played but, UNLV. But uh, look, uh, the, love to the extra board. Because, love to the extra board. Because uh, those teams are sometimes forgotten because those games get put up late out here in Vegas. But shout out to the teams on the extra board, especially Gardner Webb. That was that was a no sweat over nice, the weekend. Nicely done by you. Ohio State's up uh, five right now. That's oh, my right, there sweat. We go. There's your I'm sweat. laying six. Let's we have go. Uh, two minutes to go in the first half. Who knows what uh, what'll happen there? All right, for my first of two fruit baskets, we are going. We, we're, look, we're going to talk soccer later in the show. Let's go to Borussia Dortmund. This this Jeff, it's not just yesterday. Because, I mean, they beat Borussia Mönchengladbach in the Borussia Derby that Kelly is very familiar with. 6-0. The Bundesliga. The Bundesliga. But, all right, this, Jeff, for people who bet totals in soccer, this has been one of the most ridiculous runs in all of European soccer. 17 of the last 18 Borussia Dortmund matches, at least three goals have been scored. It's starting with a 3-1 loss to Ajax in the Champions League back on November 3rd, Jeff. 17 of 18 have been at least three goals. So at the very, at the bare minimum here, you would have won 12 times, pushed five times and lost once just blindly betting Dortmund overs. It has nothing to do with their skill as a team. They, they've been terrible at times, but they score a ton of goals. It's, I mean, look, the Deutscher Pokal against St. Pauli, Kelly. Oh God, they, they that did was it. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, see? I knew you'd be watching. That, that, that happened in the Deutscher Pokal in the Champions League, in the Europa League last year against Rangers, who came into uh, the Signal Iduna Park. Of course. And scored that four one, goals. Yeah. I mean, it's been unreal. They so, had look. the guy that scored that goal from, like, a certain yards away. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, crazy. That so, Jeff, the, look, the, the over bonanza in Borussia Dortmund has been a cash cow, is my point for the fruit basket. I look, uh, just just eyeballing it. The only one that went under that you mentioned, uh, Bacham, who beat uh, who beat, uh, beat uh, Bayern. Who beat Bayern last weekend randomly. Go figure. Um, so, now, look, my number two fruit basket. Yeah, you're just making history this week, Ben. You're making history. <laughs> it's got to be the first Bundesliga fruit basket we've given out, and now I know this one's about the to be. The first Bundesliga Olympic curling Parlay fruit basket. Now I this. Wait a second. Why is, are you giving these guys a so fruit basket? So this is a somber fruit basket because I, I like any you know any loyal patriotic American. I was rooting for Team Schuster and the U.S. However, Jeff, after their charmed run to the gold in 2018 in Pyeongchang, as well as the uh, the the obvious <laughs> extreme, I won't I won't go as far as to say fraudulent performance in the in the round robin stage. However. It was apparent that this, uh, this, this was a, a team that was not built to actually win a gold medal. They made it to the, you know, the knockout rounds, Jeff. They barely got in as the, one of the final four. Played Great Britain, who was, for my money, the best team in the round robin, who had their only loss of the round robin to the U.S. So great revenge spot on the, on the pebbled curling ice of Beijing. Uh, so I, look, I, I hate to say this, Jeff, but I went, again, went against the United States. I blame it all on, on Chris Pliss, the, the vice skip who replaced the great Tyler George, who was my unsung hero All-time of the 2018 great. Olympics when U.S. had the, the historic upset of both Canada 
And remember, of course, the, this the, is the stone curled around the world, but which, ben Kelly, Wilson, we all remember. Look, look Kelly, Kelly. Ben Wilson, it, who it, curled in high school that I learned last week. But, but Kelly, here's the thing, that the, the five, the five, uh, the five, the five, stone, the, five yeah. the five stone end heard around the world that was going on at what, 2.30 in the morning yeah. Central Time? Uh, I was uh, awake. We, for we had it. the watch party in Columbia going, Kelly. That oh, day was yeah, great. Totally, so, totally, well, totally. not only that, so they, they lose in the semis. So I yeah, went against them. Great Britain wins 8 4. Then in the bronze, it was a double revenge spot because you had the Brad Gushu led Canadian team. And how, how much do you factor revenge spots into your curling? <laughs> the curling revenge yeah, spot. I love cap. it. The, the double <laughs> curling revenge spot. Is that a big factor in your handicap? Or? So, all right. So, A, Canada is, you know, they're, they're a curling behemoth. They're, the first time they ever Double failed to medal, <laughs> the first time they ever failed to medal was 2018 when Schuster and Co. beat the Kevin Cooey-led uh, Canadian team. Now enter Brad Gushu in as a skip for the first time since 2006 in Turin. They lose in the semis, desperate to medal. They beat the fraudulent Chris Pliss as, as vice skip with John Schuster as the skip, and they win that uh, that bronze medal match 8-5. So going against the United States proved to be profitable, Kelly. And I now uh, now I now go into hi- hibernation until the next hey, Olympic. Hey girl. Jeff, let's just let's have a private conversation <laughs> real quick. We'll, and pretend he's not here. Did he just name drop like multiple curlers? No, and then, look, you think, you know, does he think? Cool. You know what the frightening part of it is? I knew every single name that he because said. he said he's been saying him for two no, weeks. Well, look, well, Jeff look, watches I, this I, stuff. Look, I love the we had the uh, I, before the tournament. I I gave out uh, uh, to uh, family members bet Sweden to win the gold on the men's side, and of course they won the gold. So great that bet. was that hey, was that was good. Curling great, curling's great. great. We'll talk to Drew Dinzik tomorrow. We had him on before the Olympics. It's the first thing I wanted to ask him about was the curling market. He goes, "Oh, Kelly, you're w- way too late to the party, man. That's a sharp market. You uh, got to get in on that." Pom, way Ken Palm loves it. That's why oh, it's really? a sharp market. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look. Ken Palm's ruined the betting market for curling. Yeah, Nothing will top Stefania Constantini and Amos Mazan are getting home for me. 25 to 1 to win the mixed doubles. <laughs> that will forever be the holy grail of curling. But actually, you know what? We'll, we'll wait, uh, Kelly, till the next uh, Tim Hortons Briere. In uh, Nova Scotia, go. probably sometime in early, uh, you know, early next year. I don't know. All right, my anyway, turn. All right, let's go. Baskets. Let's go to the real. Let's go to Kelly. I got some golf. I got some golf to give out. I don't know what was uh, what was more fun this weekend: my runner-up finish in golf, or my should have been runner-up finish in NASCAR. But the guy got put into a wall by his teammate. <laughs> I don't get that sport, but whatever. Uh, anyways, we, Joaquin Neiman, I'm giving you a fruit basket, but like it's like a half a fruit basket. Take a couple of those apples out of there. I'll give one to Ben. I'll give one to Jeff. Oh, nice. How because kind. he got a first-round leader bet for me home at 65 to 1. I didn't bet it outright, though. So I didn't, oh. I, didn't, I didn't cash on him going wire to wire. I just got the first-round leader. But thank you, Joaquin Neiman. I will take that. But what, what would have been a lot nicer, though, is if you continued to collapse down the stretch and old Carl Morikawa snuck in because I did have an outright on him, Ben. But, no, he's got to finish T2. Um, so Morikawa, though, that was, he, he, I had big money on him uh, this weekend in top 20 markets and matchups, getting home with that. And then jo- Justin Thomas, disappointed on the weekend, but he was my biggest bet of the weekend to finish top 20. So made it a profitable weekend uh, golf betting between the three of those guys. Fruit baskets all around. Neiman, very, very, very impressive this weekend. It was that guy was locked in off the tee on approach on the putting surface. Uh, this is a guy that, man, if he really starts putting things all together and comes into his own this season, look out for him for years and years to come. Yeah. Uh, 
Do you blame Colin Morikawa? Did you see that, Kelly, where he walked right in the line? Oh. Did you before his Yeah, but shot? I didn't realize. That's not his fault. It's how they set up the course, right? Like this, I, I, yes. It was very so funny, though. It is, it is weird. It is tough sometimes with these courses where you've got – you don't – the galleries are in spots that you're not really, especially when these courses are open to the public, like, you know, like a Riviera is, right? You've got, you know, you have to build all these stands and everything for the fans. And I think the way they set things up, it required, if nobody saw this video out there, required the golfers to walk around to the front of the tee boxes on that hole to go off yeah. and tee, tee off. So Morikawa goes circling around just to get into place for his tee shot, thinking that the group in front of him had already teed off, and he's not really paying attention. And JT's right about to rip a drive, and it's like, oh, wait, there's somebody right in front of me. Let me uh, let me take a take a step back. So Morikawa felt Classic. bad, though. He sent the tweet out. He, yeah. he, he gave that embarrassed look, like, let me get out of the way. This is not cool. Good, good fruit basket by you, though. I did hear from, uh, talking about NASCAR, Brendan Gaughan, who hosts our Gone Racing Show, he informed me last week, Jeff, that there is a, uh, a curling venue of sorts in Las Vegas. So, I didn't know that. Yes, Ice. there is. There is. I, how, okay. I, thought, I thought I told you this. Uh, you might have. Like, I, beer league? Let's start a team. No, I, they, we, they, there's, uh, we don't have time for it right now. But there we'll is, figure it out. We, we can figure it out during the break. All right. We are at halftime in a lot of our early marquee college basketball games. We'll give you those updated lines and much more. Hour number two coming up next year on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 